Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm Stevie Ann Liss, Advocacy Outreach Manager. In preparation for our upcoming economic conference on Friday, April 30th, I spoke with KeyBank's commercial banking team leader, Matthew Hummel. He discussed the company's new 2021 hires, their title as a National Paycheck Protection Program lender, and the expansion of its National Community Benefits Plan. KeyBank will be the presenting sponsor at this year's economic update. You can still register for this virtual event at cbia.com. Do you want to provide us with a brief overview of your role at KeyBank and maybe get into your experience in commercial banking? So my name is Matt Hummel, and I have been in banking for over 30 years in Connecticut. I was, uh, I was born in Connecticut. Uh, I was raised here. Uh, and in fact, I've spent my entire banking career in Connecticut uh, I also happen to be a big, uh, big Yukon Husky fan. So uh, anyway, so today, uh, these days, I'm leading the uh, commercial banking team for Key Bank in Connecticut and Western Massachusetts. Uh, I have a team of five bankers. Uh, we work to deliver a high-touch financial services experience to a broad range of, of clients and industries. We do things that are right down the middle, such as lending and treasury, but we also provide ideas and capital market solutions with our investment banking and capital markets platforms. Uh, you know, the key difference for us is, you know, our entire banking platform is built to serve middle market clients, companies with 25 billion million in revenue to, you know, about 2 billion. So, you know, it's something we do extremely well. That's great, Matt. And we here at CBA are pleased to have KeyBank come aboard as the presenting sponsor of our 2021 economic conference on April 30th. So I just wanted to take a second to say thanks again. Uh, no, well, thank you. I mean, First of all, I want to just say how pleased we are to be presenting sponsor of the upcoming economic conference. The CBIA is a valuable organization to our state and a very important voice, you know, representing, you know, the business community. So uh, keep up the good work and anything we can do to help. Thank you. That's great to hear. So I know it has been a challenging year, to say the least. From your perspective, how are CG businesses recovering and what is your view of the economic climate? Boy, that changes daily, doesn't it, uh, with all the news, you know, driving to work and listen to Bloomberg, you don't know which way is up some days. But, um, you know, I think at a high level, just a, a few bullets to consider at a national level, and then I'll, I'll try to, you know, bring that down to how we're seeing Connecticut and, and my experiences. But, you know, I don't want to underestimate the um, the value of stability um, and that stability that's come out of having an election behind us, you know, regardless of which side of the aisle that uh, we're sitting on, I think, you know, the election has been you know, hard on a lot of people. And, um, you know, having the election behind us is important. Uh, you know, two trillion, uh, you know, another, what, 1.9 trillion in relief, um, you know, was pushed through in March. Uh, PP2 um, is still out there and going to help um, vaccines. Uh, you know, first of all, in Connecticut, I think the state has done a very good job, in my view, on getting a handle on the COVID situation. I think every adult in the state who wants to be vaccinated can now do so. I think this is going to you know, do well for a lot of the industries. Um, the Fed, uh, you know, we've heard the expression, don't fight the Fed. Um, you know, I think the market went down 30% uh, early last year, and it's come back with a, a vengeance. And then the Fed has continued to, you know, state that it's uh, going to support, um, you know, the uh, the different types of programs that are needed to keep the economy going. And, and you know, one of the notes that I had uh, written down was, you know, Consumer spending is slow, but a steady recovering. But, you know, this morning coming into work, uh, we got an announcement that uh, retail sales were up 10%, which is extraordinary. So, 
Um, those are, those things are all a backdrop, really, to what's going on in the uh, in the Connecticut economy. Um, and from a local perspective, you know, the good news is we've seen many of our clients fare very well during the pandemic. Pandemic, um, and what I mean by well is um, they haven't blown the cover off the ball, but they've been uh, they've they've uh, they absorbed a pretty tough second quarter, but they've come back strong in the in the second half of last year. Businesses related to consumer products contractors, technology, building products, uh, infrastructure dependent type businesses, essential services companies, et cetera, have all performed, you know, reasonably well considering what we went through. Um, you know, obviously our friends in hospitality and aerospace have kind of taken on the chin, um, even transportation, but, you know, I think we're seeing, you know, some green shoots for some of these high and, you know, these, you know, highly impacted businesses. And we're starting to see times signs of recovery, Personally, I've been proud of how we've worked with our clients through these times. You know, our efforts to use things like the PPP loan program, uh, the Main Street lending programs to solve problems has, it's made a difference. And, you know, so as we go forward in the state, you know, companies and consumers, I think are sitting on a fair amount of cash. So we're bullish as a bank, you know, on kind of where the economy is locally. Uh, in terms of what KeyBank is up to, we, we view Connecticut as a growth market. You know, we did significant hiring last year. Um, we brought in three new bankers um, and, uh, you know, two new relationship bankers um, in Massachusetts as well, as long as a treasury partner. So we, uh, as a company, we're, we're looking, we're looking to Connecticut as a, as a growth engine. It's great to hear that you guys were able to bring on some new bankers and also a quick question in terms of retail sales going up. Do you think that's something that we're going to continue to see as people are vaccinated? I feel like personally, Stores are more and more populated with people. So do you think that's something we're going to continue to see as more people are going out and kind of maybe increasing shopping as it's getting safer to do so? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, increasing shopping, uh, increasing e-commerce, I think just the uh, overall um, consumer confidence sentiments are, are going to continue to drive some positive. And I think people are just kind of... Uh, they're kind of Jones in to get out to use um, a not too business-like term, but I think people are looking forward to getting out spending, you know, some of the data we've seen through our merchant um, platforms and uh, a lot of card activity would tell you that, um, you know, vacationing and uh, you know, whether it's rental cars or airline tickets or Airbnb, or if you want to get a, um, a rental on the Cape or in Rhode Island, it's, it's, it's very challenging right now. So um you know, I think we're in for a, uh, a pretty strong summer and a, and a pretty strong second half of the year. So, you know, there are there are some headwinds. I don't uh, want to sound euphoric. I mean, the, you've got uh, you could have a wraparound on the, um, you know, with the the, um, the variants of the the vaccines. Um, there's there's a number of things that could knock us a little bit sideways. But you know, net net, I think we're uh, I think we're headed for a, a good you know six to twelve months. The reality is nobody knows what's going to happen. You know, more than twelve months out. Yeah, it's certainly great to hear, especially as we progress towards recovery, what are commercial businesses looking for from their banks? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, let me put it this way. I think that, um, so what are our, what are our customers looking for and um, what are our prospects looking for? And when you talk to them, what they want to really focus on doing is getting, is getting back to growing. Um, last year for most companies, um, they were able to kind of hold it together. They were make, able to make some adjustments, whether they use PPP or whether they just um, sized their business to um, how their top line was going to work through the year. 
but I, but companies, as we talk to them, are saying we want to get back to growing and we want to become more efficient. So both are priorities for them. And, and so to do that, you know, what are they looking for from banks? They're looking for ideas. They're looking for advice. Um, they clearly want access to capital, and I, and they need they need tech need technology solutions. Um, so. You know they're they're going to get they're going to get back to M and A. I think there's a lot of that going on. That's not an original idea. I think we've we've all seen it. But uh, a lot of conversation um, will be around M and A. Uh, I think there's going to be market expansion. Um, clients want their fair share of the market expansion, and then at the end of the day, um, you know through capturing market share from competitors. Um, you know we see. You know I know we're at the front end. They're going to need capital. They're going to need intellectual capital. Uh, they're going to need ideas. People showing them ideas, and um, that's what they're going to be looking for from their banks and their other uh, their lawyers and their accountants. So. That's great, and I'm happy to let those listening know who might not know what M&A is. I did some prior research, so mergers and acquisitions. Correct, Matt. You got it. Yeah, thank you, Stevie. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> the one, the uh, the other, the other area that we're getting a lot of uh, queries on is um, there's been an acceleration of the uh, the adoption um, for tech for technology, and um, there's technology spend that's more on the capex side, which is which is equipment, uh, et cetera. And um, you know, I think one of the things that may hold some of that back is going to be actually access, getting the equipment delivered, getting the people who install. Um, some missed equipment. So um, we've had inquiries. Um, folks are waiting. We've made commitments, uh, but they can't get um, the equipment in. And then, um, you know, the other the other piece of uh, the technology play is is you know is things is how to fight um, fraud, how to um, put up walls against things like ransomware. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. But uh, that, the companies are going to be using. A fair amount of technology automation um, using digital to um, create better efficiencies and to um, and to accelerate some of their collections. So, Matt, would you say that technology is certainly changing the way businesses interact with their banks? Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a it's a necessity. Um, you know, there's been a lot of the whole fintech industry. Um, you know, folks have caught on to um, there's money being made and there's opportunities to, to drive improvement um, in the way companies handle their payments, whether they're on the receipts, whether they're on the disbursement side. And um, so that wave is automation. Uh, treasury management systems are evolving at light speed. You know, companies that had historically been, you know, reluctant to make the capital investment, you know, we're now seeing them um, looking to eliminate paper. Um, they're investing in technology, you know, including ERP systems that really open up and can handle multiple inputs and outputs. And this is going to allow companies really to automate their payments and their receipts. And it's going to, it's going to get humans out of the process. And what, you know, these products essentially will help eliminate fraud. It improves accuracy and it effectively um, takes out costs. You know, one of the concerns that, you know, we've historically heard when we're talking about clients about this automation and digital is that, you know, I can't get my customers to take electronic payments. Um, I, I think, you know, what is different this time around is that, you know, our clients, customers actually, they want to get an electronic payment or make an electronic payment uh, at the very least, or at the very least, you know, they expect you to ask them to do something uh, digital, even if they don't want it. They expect that, uh, that they're that their partners are going to come to them and ask them for that, you know. So to, to do this, um, you're going to need a bank that supports not only, you know, current 
um, but also next generation technology. And, um, and you need a bank that has, you know, technology partners that evolve as times change. Um, you know, unfortunately, banks haven't been great at predicting technology. You know, so, um, you know, we've been chasing some of it. Um, and what KeyBank has done is we partnered with some larger fintech, you know, market leaders. And we remain, I think, nimble and cost-effective. You know, some of the larger institutions may get wed to their legacy investments. So, um, you know, you need to just be aware of, you know, what the different opportunities are for, for driving those efficiencies. Um, the last point I'll make on the technology is, is, is a need for greater cybersecurity. You know, this is evolving and, and um, you know, if you if you aren't if a if a client is not thinking about how to lock down, you know their systems or having some sort of redundancy in place, um, they probably should be. Um, you know, these high pro, whole pro, high profile ransomware um, cases have hit the press, uh, but uh, you know smaller companies are getting hit as well. We don't hear about it. You know, for obvious reasons. You know, nobody wants to um, you know advertise that you know they had a ransomware attack. But I know because I've you know, spoken with some clients, it has happened and some have had redundant systems, some have had to pay a ransom and some have just had to rebuild things. It's, uh, it's, I think it's more prevalent, you know, if you talk with your different accounting firms, it's, it's more prevalent than we, we might realize. And it's coming down market. It's not just the large corporations. Is there anything else that you would like to add or touch on? Yeah, a couple of things I'd like to talk about because this is it's near and dear to my heart, and it's you know, really important to our culture at, at, at Key Bank as well. Um, you know, despite the challenges of 2020, I, I've you know, in, in my 30 plus years of banking, I've never been more proud to be a banker and a member of the banking industry you know, than I have the last year. And, and I know I share that sentiment not only with my some my partners at Key Bank, but you know, with other bankers that I've talked to out there. Um, you know, as, as our state and country continues to battle, you know, the health and economic impact of this pandemic, you know, banks have actually been part of the solution. You know, they've been stepping up in a meaningful way with financial resources, you know, and they support their customers and communities. You know, at KeyBank, this has been particularly true, um, you know, not only from a customer support and a lending perspective, but from a community perspective as well. Uh, you know, we did a million dollar in grants across 15 state footprint. Um, just strictly for COVID-19 relief efforts. And these included grants to our Connecticut partners, the United Way, the Hartford Foundation of Public Giving. Um, we gave another million dollars to support racial equality and equity um, and social justice initiatives. Um, this was with you know, local partners like the Urban League, uh, the NAACP, uh, YWCA, and the NCCJ. So, uh, we stepped up our annual community sponsorships and donations to local organizations. Just They came to us and said, hey, this is Connecticut. This is important to us, whether it's the CBIA, United Way, or Food Share. And we did this for many more um, across the way. So um, we've been proud of our role. You may have seen, Stevie, you may have seen some of the recent announcement, um, but uh, um, updating uh, 2017, we have something called Keys National Community Benefits Plan, and uh, we delivered you know, more than 18 billion in lending and investments across Key's footprint and $530 million, $530 million of that went to Connecticut and Massachusetts alone. And then earlier this month, KeyBank announced the expansion of this program to $40 billion over the next five years in community investments. And this is things like affordable houses, economic inclusion and climate change funding. 
you know, this, this expansion means we can do even more in the, in the next five years, you know, as we work together with local leaders and organizations across the market. It's really important to us, and, you know, we, we like to give back and we like to serve. So um, I'm, actually, I'm just very proud of my key bank colleagues, you know, who are doing everything they can for our clients and the communities. This is what we're all about. I would certainly be proud of that as well. You guys have, I can't even, the work you've done for the community, that is huge. And in addition to all the PPP support and then your announcement regarding the National Community Benefits Plan, that's huge, Matt. You have a whole lot to be proud of. It's, uh, and there's so many people that stand along with me to get this done. It's, uh, I'm a small part of it to be able to share that with you today. So thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hop on CBA BizCast. I hope down the line we can maybe do another one of these podcasts. Maybe we'll get a few other banking folks in the industry to come on and speak as well. For the latest Connecticut business news, events, and resources, visit CBIA.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Contact us anytime 860-244-1900. Thanks so much for listening.